invite you, if you will, to turn in your Bibles if you have those, or use one of the few Bibles in front of you, or look on with a friend next to you. As we reflect on God's Word this morning, we'll be sharing from Luke's Gospel, chapter 4, verses 14 through 21. And in reverence for the reading of God's Word, I invite you to stand together and follow along as I share God's Word. Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and news about him spread throughout the whole countryside. He taught in the synagogues and was praised by everyone. Jesus went to Nazareth, where he had been raised. On the Sabbath, he went to the synagogue, as he he normally did, and stood up and read. The synagogue assistant gave him the scroll from the prophet Isaiah. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it is written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the prisoners, and recovery of sight to the blind, to liberate the oppressed, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. He rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the synagogue assistant, and sat down. Every eye in the synagogue was fixed on him. He began to explain to them, Today, this scripture has been fulfilled just as you heard it. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thank you. You may be seated. This event takes place early in the public ministry of Jesus. He has just finished 40 days in the desert, all alone, fasting and praying, where he's tempted by Satan, all activities to prepare him for the ministry that he was about to embark on. He begins teaching, and word of Jesus gets out. People start developing an interest in what he's saying. He is the talk of the town. He's headed toward Galilee, to Nazareth, the city where he grew up as a little boy. And he gets to Nazareth, and it's the Sabbath day. And so he goes into the synagogue there in in Nazareth, the synagogue where he would have worshipped as a little boy. And he stands up, and... The assistant hands him the scroll of the sacred Torah. He reads a passage from the book of Isaiah. A passage which talks about the coming of the Messiah. And then, according to Scripture, He sat down. Now, we might think he's done. But in reality, he is only just beginning. You see, there was a custom in that day that when a rabbi 
would teach, he would stand to read the scripture. And then he would sit in front of the people and begin his teaching. And the scripture that we read just a moment ago lets us know this. It tells us that every eye in the synagogue was fixed on him. And when he knew he had everybody's attention, he said this. Today, this scripture about the Messiah is fulfilled as you have heard. You could have heard a pin drop. He has just made a claim to be the Messiah. The Son of God, the Lord. And people were vivid. Their eyes were fixed on They weren't looking around the room. They weren't counting ceiling tiles to pass the time. They weren't passing notes to the person next to them about what they were going to do that afternoon. Every eye was fixed on him. I want to suggest to you this morning that that is the best, the most effective, the most powerful way for any of us to live life is fixed on Jesus. What we fix on profoundly affects the course of our life. Take a student, for example, a student who is fixed on the graduation day four years down the future, and the benefits of that education is going to find the perseverance and the determination and the sacrifice to give themselves to the study and the hard work to attain the goal. The student who is fixed on the difficulties of study and the lure of parties And the idea of having fun for four years is far less likely to experience the goal. What we fix on profoundly affects the direction of our life. If you want to be a better husband or a better wife, if you want to be a better person, if you want to be a better employer or employee, If you want to be a more loving person, a more caring person, if you want to be a person who has greater joy and fulfillment and purpose in your life, there is nothing better for you to do than to decide that your life will be fixed on Jesus Christ. Now, how do we do that? 
What does that require? What does that look like? Well, I want to suggest to you this morning some, some ways that, that we can accomplish that because in life, there are lots of things that distract us, that lure us to give our attention to them, and we could very easily fix ourselves on something other than Christ. And yet, nothing will bring joy and fulfillment and purpose and power into your life more than being fixed on Him. So, let me just offer some simple suggestions. They're almost so simple, I'm almost reluctant to mention them. But here they are. Our lives become fixed on Christ when Christ is the very first thought on our minds at the beginning of every day. The first thought. I have a routine that I go through every morning when I get up. First things first, I grab my cup of coffee. I sit down in my chair. I take my TV remote and I flip it to my favorite channel. News Multiview. News Multiview lets me see four different news channels on the screen at one time. I am a news junkie. I'll be the first to tell you. And I'll flip back and forth. I'll go from CNN to Fox and Friends to One American News to Headline News to MSNBC. I'll look at them all. That's my routine. But I fully understand that if I really want my life to be properly focused that day and experience life most effectively that day, there's something I must do first. And that is this. Before the television set even comes on, I know that I need to spend some moments in prayer with God and talking to the Lord. And maybe reading a passage of Scripture or reading from some, from some devotional book that might be available. And nothing I do is more important than that. You see, I've discovered that those, those TV anchors, they can tell me what happened overnight, but they cannot promise that they will be with me every moment of the day. Jesus can. They can give me all kinds of information, but they can do nothing to inspire my spirit, my soul. Only Christ can do that. And I know that if I miss that part of the day, the day just doesn't go right. To be fixed on Jesus is to make a commitment that Christ will be the first thought at the beginning of, of every day. And that's followed by this. Secondly, to be fixed on Christ so that we're not distracted, so that we don't just uh, live sporadically in our relationship with, with God, is that we commit to taking every decision, every action, every thought that we have to Christ during the course of the day. Seeking His guidance, seeking His wisdom. Several years ago, Billy Graham was being interviewed by the Today Show in New York City. And um, when they arrived at the studio, one of the producers 
came to Mr. Graham's assistance and said, we're so delighted, so honored to have you here, and uh, we have a special private room over off to the side where Mr. Graham can go and pray, if you'd like. And so the assistant said, well, we really do appreciate that, but we won't be needing that room. And the, the producer was a little bit taken aback that, you know, he thought thoroughly, why wouldn't a great Christian leader want to pray before a live nationally broadcast interview? And Mr. Graham's assistant said, you know, we really do appreciate the room, but we won't need it. You see, Mr. Graham prayed when he got up this morning. He prayed about this interview during breakfast. He prayed about this interview on the, in the car on the way over here. And he will probably be praying all throughout the interview itself. We don't need the special room. To be fixed on Jesus is to, to realize the importance of throughout the day, bringing every aspect of our day into consultation with his spirit and his guidance and spending even just brief moments with him in prayer. The power of Christ to help us and to guide us is most fully realized as we immerse ourselves regularly and in an ongoing fellowship with him throughout the day. As a young man in my first few years of marriage, I, I learned the importance of making sure that I began every day engaging my wife in conversation, talking with her and telling her that I loved her. As I've matured in marriage in all these years, I've also come to understand that that is just as equally important to have those conversations throughout the day. But those work pretty well too. To let her know how much I love her and appreciate her and value her. It is the same in our relationship with Jesus Christ. He is more fully engaged in us. We're more fully engaged in him. His power is unleashed in our hearts and our lives increasingly by engaging him throughout the day. This past Christmas was uh, a little different for our family. One of our extended family members, the father-in-law of our son, was diagnosed a couple of days before Christmas with a, uh, a brain tumor, a pretty massive brain tumor. And the doctors, after evaluating him, said that this had to be tended to immediately. And so arrangements were made, and he spent all of Christmas Day, about six or seven hours on Christmas Day, in surgery to remove a brain tumor. He is a physician himself, and so the, the surgery went well, and, and he is in the process of recovering, and we continue to be in prayer for him. But he's a physician himself, and he knows, therefore, the importance of what has to happen medically now for him to recover. He's also a devoted follower of Jesus, and therefore he knows the importance of his relationship with Christ to his healing and to his recovery. When, he, when we entered his room 
A couple of days after the surgery, as we were allowed and permitted to go in, it became very obvious to us that in, to, in addition to his body being connected to all kind of monitors and devices, his soul was fixed on Jesus and Jesus' presence in the room. You see, that ICU room had pretty much been turned into somewhat of an altar and posted all around the room on sheets of 8.5 by 11 were scripture passages. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, Philippians 4.13. Do not fear, I have redeemed you, I have called you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, Isaiah 43 and others. And on the little table next to his bed, a little speaker broadcast praise music that, that filled the room. His spirit, throughout the day, in a time of greatest need, was fixed on the power available through Jesus. And even though the sign outside the door said, no visitors, it was obvious to anybody that there's one visitor in that room that nobody could keep out. His name was Jesus. Lance, Jesus, have been and continue to share conversation with one another. To be fixed on Jesus is, first of all, to, for Christ to be the first thought at the beginning of the day. It means to be on our heart and our mind throughout the course of the day. And then that leads us, thirdly, to the obvious. It means to devote our last thought at the end of the day to focus on Jesus. Tim Keller is a pastor and um, author, and he tells that uh, recently his, his wife and he had gone through a season of just a lot of turmoil and stress in, in their lives, and He'd been diagnosed with some health issues, and they had just uh, had a really rough few years, and over the course of those years, they had began to neglect some of the spiritual disciplines, namely spending time in prayer together at the end of the day. And his wife was troubled by that, and she said, Tim, something's got to change. And she said, imagine that you or I receive the diagnosis tomorrow of some lethal illness that unless we took our medicine, a certain pill, that we would die within a few hours. Just imagine that, she said. Would we forget to take that pill? Would taking that pill, that medicine, be at the forefront of our mind and our attention? Of course. We would never neglect to take that pill. And then she said, you know what? 
our life, our relationship, our well-being is way too important and way too challenging to, to, to leave to chance. We need to end every day together in prayer thanking God for the blessings of this day and to empower us for whatever tomorrow is going to bring. And so they covenanted together to start doing that again. And, and when they did, they began to experience the peace and the strength that they had forgotten. To stay fixed on Jesus is, among other things, to let him be the last thought. Many years ago, Helen Limmel was at a point of crisis in her life. A friend who cared about her gave her a, a pamphlet, a religious tract, and the title of the tract was Focused. And the, the track was meant to encourage somebody who was going through difficult times and encourage, to encourage them to, to say, stay solidly connected with, focused on, fixed on Christ. And that would bring them through. Well, there was a sentence in that little track that just was powerful for her. So powerful that she almost instantly be, began to to feel a song coming on. She was a songwriter, and so she, she pinned down a, a few lines of a melody. Here's that sentence. The sentence went like this. This was the sentence in the track. So then, turn your eyes upon him. Look into his face, and you will find that the things of earth will acquire a strange dimness. The word struck in her heart. She said, that's a powerful message. I need to hold on to that. So she penned a little melody. We actually sang it earlier in our service. It's number 349 in your hymnal. Take that for just a minute. Take your hymnal. Look at page 349. It's just a tiny little chorus. Written by someone who came to understand the importance of keeping their sights fixed on Jesus in difficult times. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. We sang it a minute ago. Let's take a moment. Let's sing it again. time of weakness. Stay fixed on Jesus. If you're needing direction in a time of confusion, 
Stay fixed on Him. If you're needing comfort in a time of of sorrow and, and grief, turn your eyes upon Jesus and stay focused and fixed on Him. When you need assurance, you're going through some challenging times. When you need assurance in the face of uncertainty, stay fixed on Him. Now, I know what you're saying. Some of you are saying, you know what, I don't know that I can do that. How can something be on my mind, my first thought in the morning, occupy my mind and my spirit throughout the course of the day, and then be also the very last thought that I have at the end of the day? I don't know if I can give that much of attention to something. I think you can. I'm not going to ask for any show of hands. There's a little device that most of us have now that it's very easy to become fixed on. Here again, I don't want to see any hands, but how many of you, this is the first thing you look at and check when you get up in the morning? How many of you Put it aside and don't look at it the rest of the day. No. You're looking at it all day long. And how many of you, as you're turning in for the night, just got to take one more glance to see what's there? You see, it's not very hard for us to be fixed on something. What are you fixed on? Let's pray together. Oh God, in a world that is complex and challenging and pulls us in so many different directions, Lord, We need to understand the power of being fixed on you. And Lord, I just pray that your spirit this morning will convict some of us this morning. Because there's some of us, Lord, we love you, we're here to worship you. But truth be told, we might offer a, a, a brief prayer to you in the morning, and that's pretty much it for the rest of the day. Or maybe we don't even think about you most of the day, and we'll close out the day with a little brief prayer. Father, a lot of us would have to confess that acknowledging you, inviting you into daily decisions, spending moments with you throughout the day in in prayer, those are things that maybe a lot of us don't do. We're fixed and riveted on a lot of other things, but not you. Oh God, help us this morning to see the value of focus and being fixed on Christ. Lord, I suspect that those people in the synagogue that morning, they were fixed on what Jesus said that day. I suspect that a lot of them, their life was never the same after that day because they decided to fix their sights on Him 
for the rest of their life. And oh God, I just pray that many of us will choose to do the same. Help us to realize that there's enormous power in you available to do marvelous, miraculous things in us and to us to empower us and equip us those most often come to us when we are most connected in fellowship with you. Lord, we love you. We thank you for all your blessings. We just want to make sure we experience them most fully. So may our eyes and our hearts and our minds be fixed on you. In the name and spirit of Christ, we pray.